Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. scripture lesson today because it is my last Lutheran Schools week at St. Paul's. The epistle lesson comes from Romans 5 verses 1 through 10. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. 
And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, but for a good one, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if, when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand as you are able. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text for the message uh, comes from 
uh, the psalm, Psalm 100, which is just right after the, the sermon title there in your bulletin. Let's pray. Gracious God, we praise you and we give thanks for your glory, your mercy and salvation. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. As I said at the beginning of the, the service, I, last couple of weekends, we've been looking at this mission vision statement here at St. Paul's. And, uh, but uh, you know, the, the mission of the church uh, comes from Jesus at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, where he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Now, for a few now, years now, we've sort of crystallized that in, into a vision statement, namely that as God's people empowered by God's Spirit, that God is, uses us to be changing lives through worship, compassion, and Christian education. We've taken a look at compassion and Christian education and how we as a church and school uh, serve our Lord in those areas. And this weekend, we're taking a look at our ministry through worship. As we consider this word from our Lord in Psalm 100, the psalmist proclaims, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. It's our text. There's a story told, a conversation that occurred between husband and wife in the car uh, after a Sunday morning worship service on the way home. Uh, she turned to her husband and said, did you see what Mrs. Jones is wearing today? Right? Husband said, no, I, no, I didn't, I didn't see what she was wearing today. The wife continues to, well, poor Mr. Smith, <laughs> you see how tired he looked? I bet his wife doesn't give him a moment's peace, right? Husband replied, well, you know, I'm afraid I didn't notice that either. And she said, well, surely you noticed that Mr. and Mrs. Knight sort of the looks they were giving each other during the sermon. Pastor must have really struck a, a nerve there. And he replied, no, not really. I was listening to the sermon. And she turned to him and exclaimed finally and said, well, a lot of good it does for you to go to church. You don't notice a single thing. <laughs> well, my friends, why are we here? Why do we come here Saturday nights or Sunday mornings, Wednesday evenings during Lent and Advent and other special times throughout the year? What is it that draws us here? What makes some of you come here week after week without week without fail? Why don't you, like so many others, only come near the church for weddings and funerals, maybe a holiday or two during the year? Well, we, we gather together in this place at this time because it is here in our worship service. God comes among us, doesn't he, and, and meets us here. It is here where we enter the presence of our loving, forgiving, and holy God, our Father. Scripture tells us at the time of Moses, the people of Israel came together in a tent to meet God. And since the very beginning of the church at Pentecost, the people of God, Christians, have made a point of gathering together uh, to experience the presence of God. But before we go a whole lot further, I guess we really need to ask the question, what is worship, 
right? Uh, today, people in churches uh, sometimes lean toward a, uh, two different ideas here. Uh, the first one is that, that worship is just us showing up and showing God how faithful we are, right? The, the worship is all on our part, right? The second idea is that I show up to worship and I just sort of plot down and God fill me up, right? Uh, it's all God, it's God's doing here uh, and, and going that way, not, not a lot on my part, uh, just here to just come in and fill me up. And that's the paradox, isn't it? Who's the participant in worship? Is it us or God? Well, as good Lutherans, we can look at it and say, yes, it is. Uh, because worship is that time, isn't it, when God's people gather together to praise God, absolutely, but also to listen to him, listen to his word, respond to his gifts, to be in his presence. And so worship is not only God speaking to us, but us responding throughout the whole word that worship service. That's why we have a, a liturgy that is God's word that's being spoken back and forth throughout the whole worship service. God's word is being spoken, it's being heard, it's being prayed, it's being sung. And so the focus is not on us, but upon God and his love and mercy for us. One of the things I've learned over the years is that when we approach worship, our, our sinful nature likes to take the perspective, all right, I have to go to church today, right? or I have to go to Bible study, or I have to get to communion. But that's not the case at all, my friends. While many people believe that to be true, God wants to shift our perspective here. For when we are in that true relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, worship is not a, a drudgery or boring, or, but it's that wonderful opportunity to enter the presence of our living Lord. And so we don't approach worship with I have to, but I get to, right? I get to go to church today. I get to go to communion. I get to go to Bible study and learn more about God and his love for me. Worship is not entertainment. It's not. It's participatory. The people of God responding to the word of God and his presence throughout the worship service. In worship, God speaks and we respond. Worship is a lot more than singing hymns and standing, sitting, kneeling. Worship is that wonderful opportunity we have to gather together as the people of God in God's presence to hear what he has to say to us and to respond in praise, fellowship, and prayer. But this gathering together brings a challenge, doesn't it? I mean, sometimes we come in the doors here uh, and to, to church and we're carrying a heavy load on our shoulders, aren't we? Maybe this past week, this past month or year has, has been a really tough one for you. Maybe your health has been poor or a relationship has uh, turned sour. Maybe work has been a problem for you and you wanted to make a change or it's been challenging and irritating. Maybe your financial situation is causing you a headache or maybe you have a, a parent that's in decline and you're just doing the best that you can to care for them. Maybe you're struggling with the death, the seemingly pointless death of someone that you dearly love and, and struggling to understand how, how God could let it happen, right? Maybe you have a, a loved one entering hospice care. Maybe you're faced with a tough decision and it turned out you made the wrong choice. Or maybe you came in today with something that has happened that's got you all upset and uneasy. My dear friends in Christ, whatever baggage we bring with us in our worship service to, to church 
God's ready to bless us, to minister to us, to help us and reassure us so we can take that baggage and, and set it aside. When we gather here, we come into God's presence. As we gather here, God comforts us, doesn't he, as we confess our sins. We had it just a minute ago, what happened after the confession of our sins? We hear the blessed assurance from God's word, right, that our sins are forgiven, forgiven through the death and resurrection of Jesus. The burden of guilt has been lifted from our shoulders, and we are assured that God's love is still strong and certain for us, even though we, we disappoint him many times. We come here to meet God as he ministers to us through his word. We hear again and again the word of promise from God, a word of comfort and reassurance and hope from God himself. His promises to you and me that he will be with us always, to be close at hand in our time of need. At the time of our baptism, it's a good reminder that God has saved us and has brought us into his loving arms. Even those times when we feel that it seems like God is so far away, or when we feel like we don't deserve that loving embrace. God warns us in worship uh, through, through the Spirit's work at, it, within us when we're maybe getting sidetracked off of his path or when we're getting our priorities all mixed up and losing sight of what's really important in life. In worship, he guides us when the going gets tough or when we've lost our way, the psalmist makes the point of saying, we are the sheep of his pasture, bringing an image that mind of the shepherd, right? Uh, watching over, protecting, guiding the sheep. When we gather at his table, God meets us in a very special way, that in and with bread and wine, we receive the very body and blood of Jesus Christ, given to us on the cross because of his great love for us. That's what God promises in his word. Right? At the Lord's table, we're strengthened. We are assured of our forgiveness. Our faith is restored. We are united as one body in Christ. True, we may come with a lot of heavy hearts and confused minds, but in the midst of all that, God is here to strengthen us and to meet the challenges that we face. Now it's true, you're gonna to leave today and some of those problems may still be there when you leave church. But in our time here with God, in our time here with God in worship, we're given the strength and the power to deal with those things. The psalmist wrote, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. The message of comfort and peace is spoken to us again and again and again by God through his word in our worship. And, and remember, no matter what's happening in your daily life, here you are reminded and you're encouraged that God is real that his power to help you is real, that he, we are his people and his love for us, it never ends. We also come here to worship because God is worthy of our praise. Now the children's song, I was listening to them sing, it was such a joy to see that. There's another song sometimes they sing too, is God is so good, God is so good, he's so good to me, right? We need that message. We need it because we see a lot of hurt in our world. We see what evil and sin are and what it's doing in our own lives. We see what evil and sin are and what it's doing in the lives of other people, our family, our friends, our world. You know, we experience pain, grief, depression, anxiety. We're struggling. But in worship, God helps us have that right understanding of God 
himself. The psalmist doesn't hesitate to say, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his ports with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. God is so worthy of our thanks and praise because he is so good to us in many ways, isn't he? He's provided the answer to sin and death through his son, Jesus. We heard from Paul in that first reading, you see at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. That's you and me. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We can do nothing about our sinfulness. We just keep on sinning. We can't help ourselves. But God's provided the answer in Jesus. His death has brought us forgiveness and eternal life. That simple fact alone makes God worthy of our praise and thanks. God is so good, isn't he? He has made us, he cares for us, he provides for us, and God's plan was never for you and me to go through life alone. That's why we gather in worship. God in his marvelous goodness and wisdom has provided family and friends uh, to encourage us and support us in the difficult times of life, hasn't he? God has given us family and friends uh, here to lean on in times of mourning, in times of hurt, in times of suffering, in times of pain. God is good because he gives us family and friends. We could go all day talking about the ways in which God is good to us and we could all tell times of, of when we've been especially blessed by the goodness of God. But let's simply agree with the Psalm writer that God is worthy of our praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give, him, give, give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, coming here to worship, coming here to have God speak to us and minister to us. There's that response, isn't it? God speaks and we respond. We respond with praise for all the good things that God does for us each day that, that deepens our relationship with him. We hear those promises proclaimed and able to uh, talk with him in our prayers about uh, asking him to bless our world, its rulers, the church, our ministry, and all those that need his help. When we come to worship, God reminds us that his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. He draws us closer to himself as we share in his son's true body and blood in the sacrament, the Lord's Supper. God's love, God's power are so impressed upon us that we respond uh, to his love with our songs and praises and, and we're strengthened to face whatever this week we'll, we'll face. And then, then we leave, right? We're sent out. We're sent out at the end of the service with God's blessing. God's blessing to know that the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will go with us as we share with others the strength that we have found here in the presence of God. I think I told the story before, but it was a, a Sunday morning at a church and the pastor noticed that uh, little Alex was, was uh, in the church foyer and he was staring up to this large, rather large plaque uh, that hung there upon the wall. Uh, and it was filled with names of those that had died in war. And, and the seven-year-old had been staring at the plaque for some time. And, and so the pastor stood beside him and, and uh, uh, quietly said, morning, Alex. And he was sort of focused on the plaque and he just sort of said, morning, pastor. 
I said, Pastor, what's this? Pastor replied, well, son, it's a memorial to all the men and women who died in the service. And so they just stood there and, and quietly and soberly just staring at that plaque for a while. And finally, with a little bit of a puzzled look, Alex turned to the pastor and asked him, well, which one, the 8.30 or the 10 o'clock service? We don't come here to die, or do we? We come here to die to self, to die to sin. We gather for worship as brothers and sisters in Christ that this should be a place of comfort, encouragement, and blessing. The writer of the psalmist starts with the words, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. He's so excited about getting into worship, encouraging everyone to sing with all their heart, to be thrilled with the prospect of coming into the presence of the living God and meeting him, the one who desires to minister to them, to us in our time of need. He wants us to worship the Lord with joy. You know, to worship means to regard someone so highly for what that person has done for us that we're filled with joy and we can only speak that person's praises and give thanks. Praise only comes in response to something someone has done, right? Something you appreciate deeply. I mean, if you don't recognize what that person is doing, you're not gonna praise them. I think that goes for praising, praising God too. And there are times, uh, I think we would have to confess that we've come to church more out of a sense of duty than because we really wanted to. I mean, maybe you even notice yourself that sometimes attendance at worship drops off uh, and there's not that joy uh, about going there because somehow you lose sight of the purpose of why you go in the first place. Somehow you've lost sight of the goodness of God in your everyday life and you take all that he has given you for granted. I mean, worship is a time when God ministers to you, a time when God brings you into this close relationship with himself through word and sacrament, a time when God strengthens you to face the, the hurts and the problems and the crises of your everyday life, a time when you can praise God and thank God for all of his goodness, a time when you can then go and serve others in his name through your prayers and, and move in action in their lives. A time when you are fed, when you come to his table. A time when you can respond with thanks and joy. We do have a wonderful God, don't we? Let's heed the call of the psalmist. Let's praise him. And so if you have your bulletin, you can pull it out or I'll change the slides here. Uh, let's read that psalm together, okay? Let's go. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. And indeed, may God continue to use us to be changing lives through worship, compassion, and Christian education. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.